good football fans welcome back to the fourth and a mile podcast alongside my good friends brady bradley and jeremy my name is josh and we appreciate you all tuning in so the championship week is done nfc come out it was actually a huge upset bucks uh not huge i guess but uh bucks ended up beating the packers and then the chiefs ended up beating the bills what do you guys think I don't think anybody else can start besides Jeremy here. We, Jeremy, this is your time to let it all out. We haven't talked to you about the game at all. We this we have no idea space. what your feelings are. So talk about the game. You got about well, for for the first time ever. Jeremy went uh, a game without texting, which I would have done the same thing. But Jeremy, the floor is yours. Well, my one thing notable was that I'm sad. <laughs> Good transition, I guess. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was frustrating. There are a lot of things that you could point to. I mean, everybody wants to obviously look at the end and, and the, the flag that was called, uh, which was a penalty. Um, it definitely was a penalty. I think the frustrating thing is that it was just, it wasn't called that way all game. Um, but from a standpoint of the Packers, like they had, they had chance after chance after chance. I mean, you have what Rodgers gets two picks, has the ball, Two separate times, six incompletions, one three and out, another punt. It's just, it was frustrating. It was frustrating to watch. Um, I'm not sure if it's more frustrating that the Packers got out, outed or that Brady makes it back to another Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, it was, I don't know. I could go off on a long time. Obviously, the the play, the, the decision at the end too is, is a difficult one. I understand what LaFleur is thinking to an extent. Are you um, referring to the field goal? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have zero clue what he's thinking. No. So, okay. When I say I understand what he's thinking, I can see the argument in terms of like there there are reasons that point to his decision. Now, do I agree with it? Absolutely not. Because you kick a field goal and you make it, you need a touchdown. You you go for it, you need a touchdown. Either either scenario, you need a touchdown. And the, I don't know, the analytics say if you get the touchdown there, you still have a 10% chance of winning or whatever, or if you go for it, if you kick it, you still have a 10% chance of winning. So I, people look at the analytics too much, but all I know is you had the MVP at quarterback. I know they struggled in the, in the, uh, the red zone throughout the game, but you keep the ball in his hands. I'm sick of watching him on the sidelines in games like that. Yeah, there was honestly two big takeaways for me from the NFC Championship game. And the fact that Matt LaFleur is not taking as much heat as he is for that decision, um, I think it's something that's that's noteworthy. I, I don't agree with it uh, in any sense of it. So you don't get it. You pin them back on the eight-yard line or whatever it was, and, and you, you use your three timeouts, and you still have the two-minute warning. Um, that's all you have to do. Um, the second point I want to make is Devin White is making a name for himself in the playoffs right now. Unbelievable. I think I think what he's showing teams is how important it is to have a versatile linebacker that can run sideline to sideline because he is, he's physical, he's fast, he's instinctive. He, he's been, he's been as advertised for his early ground pick. And the only thing out, I, I don't even think we need to talk about the AFC game just because for me, it felt like after the chiefs scored their first touchdown, they just were going to put a landslide on it. But anyways, I want to go back to the yeah. NFC game. Um, the thing that stood out, stood out to me was how bad Tom Brady was in the second half. I thought he was horrible yeah. in the second half. And so, yeah. um, it, I, obviously, we've talked about it on the podcast, I'm not a Packers fan, but it, it, it had to have been disappointing not to get more points off of some of the dumbest turnovers you've seen. Like, Jair Alexander made some good plays. Like that, like that interception, that tip pass, that was a great play. 
What a horrible throw. You have a 6'4 Mike Evans and you overthrow him. So uh, I thought Tom Brady was awful in the second half. Um, he gets a chance to redeem himself in two weeks. If if you don't show me the score and you just show me kind of the box score, they outgained them. They, like, I would have never thought they lost. Time of possession Tom, too, yeah. Tom, Tom Brady throws three picks. Like it was just – it was so frustrating. Yeah, see just, those memes? Yeah, see those memes like Jameis Winston on the sideline? Like, wait, I could have done that. Like throwing three <laughs> touchdowns, three interceptions. Like, that's just tough. They well, they abandoned the run, and I hated it. I well, since it. you speak of Jameis, I, I guess it's a good transition into my one thing notable. Uh, I'm already looking at next year and how crazy the quarterback market is totally. going into the 2021 season. So here are some guys that are in question of – if they're going to be on their current roster or they're not going to be. So let's start out with the top one, Deshaun Watson. He's been, he's made it very clear. Becker's going to hate me, but I'm going to throw his name in there. It's Aaron Rodgers. His press conference was not great at the end. Granted emotions are high. So let's not look into it too much. Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott, Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, Teddy and Jameis. So I want you guys to give one of those quarterbacks names, or you can give any single one. These were the top ones that I thought, which one, if your team needed a quarterback at the, at the asking price, which one would you try to acquire and why? I'll go first uh, for the Packers. I'll take Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you got Jordan Love though. So it's okay. Uh, I would go with Matt Stafford. Yeah. I, I think for value and production. I mean, if you put a good, good team around him, uh, what do you think the asking price him? is for, what do you I mean, think the asking I, price is for if I'm first to be honest with you, I would 100% do that without a question. I would go first and a third if I am. I guess the, if I'm the Colts, I'm giving a divisions. first and a second. If I'm, if I'm the if I'm the Washington football team, I'm I'm giving a first and third. I heard 100%. the early early rumor was not even a first. If it's no not even a first, crazy. If no, it's crazy. not even a first, <laughs> you take that immediately. You take that and run for sure. If I'm the Colts right now in. And Detroit says, hey, I want your first and second round picks. I'm like, have them. That's what I'm saying. Because, yeah. like, you're, I feel like he's your 32. roster is set everywhere else. And he's, like, he's, he's not old. Contract. Yeah, I, and, and, I think he's the. And to Brady's point, uh, they're young at the running back position. They're young at the wide receiver position outside of TY. Uh, they're young on the defense. I mean, that the linebacker core, the secondary. Like, they're young basically everywhere. And their offensive line is really good. So Stafford yep. can maybe finally stay healthy. That I mean, that's the spot that seems to fit the most for him. I, Bradley's Washington football team one is also interesting too, because they're basically set everywhere else besides the quarterback position too. Their defense is really good. Um, young, they, could the use, they could use some help. They could use some help at the receiver position, but at the same time, like Stafford's going to make that, yeah. that core a lot better. And you can get a guy in the fifth round and still have some kind of value. Another team for Stafford, and and if this happened, I think we would truly see how good Stafford actually is. But if he got with Shanahan, oh yeah, and oh the 49ers, oh I think it would be ridiculous. I'm gonna be honest with you guys, like anywhere he goes, he's probably gonna see an upgrade in performance. Did you guys see it. like did you see one of the teams that Schefter was saying this is Monday morning? He <laughs> Rogers to San Francisco. That oh would be so stupid. Oh, oh my god. You can book Chiefs. 49ers in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That, that would be so would be, crazy. Sorry, Becker. Be Let's move horrible. on to someone else's one thing. Note I, I'll jump in here. So this is a little, so I don't think it's that crazy. So if Mahomes retired after the Super Bowl. This year? You, after the Super Bowl and he wins this the Super year. Bowl. Yes. 
Okay. <laughs> and do do you think his short term? Sorry, sorry, are you ta- are you talking about Patrick Mahomes? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Do you think his short term high end production gets him enough into the Hall of Fame? Yes, Holy Kyle. Yes. Yeah. Not first ballot, but yes. So so here here's twenty five. That is ridiculous. That is so, so crazy. Here's here's what I'll say. I'll say Patrick Mahomes is to the NFL what Steph Curry is to the NBA. He's redefining yeah. a position. Yeah. He's got 114 touchdowns, 24 interceptions, and he's likely this might age poorly, but he's the favorite to win the Super Bowl and he, likely the MVP. So it's just crazy. He's basically doing what Brett Favre did, like at that time, but without all of the picks. <laughs> like, but yeah. he's way more efficient. Yeah. Like it's it's ridiculous. And I know we're gonna we're gonna credit Patrick Mahomes, but somebody needs to give some love to Travis Kelsey. That dude is an uh, absolute. Yeah. You can't oh my guard him. goodness! You cannot guard him. He's no. unbelievable. And it's not like it's not like people are like, all right, we'll, we'll let Kelsey get his. Like they're throwing everything at him, and it seems like it's effortless. Like, like oh, third down. All right, let me just look off a defender, and Kelsey's open. It's and every like, every time Tyreek Hill catches the ball, I think he's gone. <laughs> every time. <laughs> yes, it's crazy. He's so fast. He's so tiny. All right, I will close out our one thing notable, and it has to do with coaching. And I just want to get your guys' thoughts on a couple different things. Um, the first being, what is Howie Roseman doing with the Eagles at this point? Um, first of all, got rid of Andy Reid after one losing season. They went 8-8, eight and eight, then I believe they went 4-12, and 12, and then they said, you're done. That's not aging well. Um, then he replaces him with Chip Kelly, young, brilliant mind. Things don't work out great with Chip Kelly, so we're going to hire his – offensive coordinator and Doug Peterson. Well, Doug Peterson had a guy by Frank Reich. You're talking about, uh, you're talking about uh, Andy Reid's offense coordinator, right? Huh? Are you talking about Chip Kelly's offensive coordinator or Andy Reid's Andy offensive Reed. coordinator? Peterson was Peterson. Andy Reid's offensive coordinator. Right. But what yeah. I'm saying is they're going back to Andy Reid's. Oh, yes. Kind of, yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. And then they pick off of Peterson's staff, essentially going after Frank Wright's second man, and now they're hiring Nick Sirianni. I feel like they're like, oh, we screwed up. Let's try to get the closest thing to Andy Reid as possible, and it's just not working out. You need to find a new system to deal with, and I just don't know how you guys feel about that. I think Sirianni is going to be a good coach. I just don't trust Howie Rosen, Howie Roseman and what he's doing. They're going to need to give him a couple of years. I told you guys when, when, they, when they lost that last game and they fired Doug Peterson – Everybody's looking at Doug Peterson too. I'm like, that came from up above too. Like Howie Roseman's got to go too. They should have, Jeffrey Lurie should have cleared the whole, uh, yeah, he's whatever you want to call it and, and start clean over. house, clean house. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, so, so piggybacking off of that, I would like to know where you guys rank the head coaching hierarchy, who got the best coach, um, who's the best fit and who's the worst fit. Um, I'll give you the names. It's Brandon Staley. Uh, Robert Sala, Nick Sirianni, Arthur Smith, Urban Meyer, and Dan Campbell. I think for me, I like Arthur Smith a lot, but I think he has the worst fit right now. They need to get a running back. Um, and you talked about it last episode. Aaron Jones is a free agent. I, I would like that signing for them. Um, they can't. They can't afford it. Their well, cap space is brutal. Yeah. So that that's where it gets interesting because, like, what you're not going to resign Todd Gurley. Like he wasn't very like, who are you going to play at running back? You don't have a Derrick Henry. You're going to draft somebody. You're going to trade back and try and draft somebody. You're going to draft a quarterback. So that's the one that is questionable for me because they have pieces around. They have a good quarterback. They have two good receivers. So 
Arthur Smith is the biggest question mark for me. We already talked about Brandon Staley. I wasn't a huge fan of that one either. And Bradley was. A huge I fan. love Brandon Staley. I think he might be my favorite one. I think the best I, one to me is solid of the Jets. I like that one too. I had that I one as number two. What's what's your guys' least favorite? Brandon State. Well, Nick Sirianni. I to the I am I am like Dan Campbell. I think I, I Dan just, Campbell might be my so, least so favorite the, one. The only reason I don't hate it as much as I do is because they hired uh Anthony Lynn as their OC. And Deuce Staley is their assistant head yeah, coach. I so like, like so like he's got a good surrounding piece behind him, but it's like I think Dan Campbell, like that's like what I just I don't it's just his, know, it just his, pre, it his opening interview was horrible. It was terrible. It was terrible. It was, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna hit him with a kneecap and we're, we're gonna, gonna get what, is what is that? <laughs> we're gonna bite off a kneecap and we get back up, we're gonna bite off your other kneecap. Oh <laughs> like if I'm a free agent, I'm like, no, no, not I'm not. There. I'm not having any part of that. No. Kenny Gallagher, yeah, I've had hip issues. Yeah. Nope. Not going to bite it off. I'm I'm done. Uh, well, on that note, I we're early on to the show, but we have a special surprise coming on later in the show. So we're going to take an early break. Uh, when we come back, we will introduce our surprise um, and then get into some fantasy talk. Hi guys, this is Jeremy Becker from the Fourth and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at Fourth and a Mile Pod. That's Fourth and a Mile Pod. Thanks, guys. And now back to the sports. Welcome back into the Fourth and a Mile podcast. So we're on episode 44, and if you're following along with us, uh, this is a first for Fourth and a Mile. Um, here on Fourth and Mile, we're welcoming our first guest to the show ever. Um, our guest today is a good friend of all of ours. He's a huge supporter of the show. And I might add, he is a league winner in one of the leagues that we've played in all together. So don't remind uh, me. Gentlemen, please welcome our very own Kevin Harris to the show. Kevin, welcome to the show. Round of applause. Round of applause for CK. Thanks, guys. You know, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's been a fun journey watching you guys grow as a podcast and honored to be the first guest. Well, we appreciate you having. So let's let's get right into talking about some football background. Um, what kind of background do you have in football, whether it be um, playing it, watching it? Um, obviously, I gave you uh, a little bit of props there with your uh, fantasy football championship, but just give a little bit of information to the listeners uh, before we get into some topics. Flag yeah, football so champ. I, flag football champ, four years running. Um, <laughs> played a little bit uh, when I was younger. Didn't really play too much, but always been a fan of it. Always loved watching it. Um, especially college in the NFL. And then, yeah, started fantasy football maybe in 2010 or 11. I think it was my eighth grade year. Yeah, I think I was in eighth grade at the time and got into fantasy football then and just kind of kept it rolling then. Started at one league, and I think this year I had six leagues. Okay, before we, before I turn it over to the other guys, so you're an NFL fan. Tell the listeners what team you root for, you ride or die for. In college. Houston. The Houston Texans for the NFL and then the Oklahoma Sooners for Perfect. That, college. I think the Houston Texans, I'll turn it over to the other guys. What kind of questions do you have for them about the Houston Texans or football in general? So uh, Kevin was just sitting in the background while we were doing our one thing notable. And uh, he heard me talk a little about the coaching carousel and kind of ranking them uh, out of the six teams that have hired or sorry, six of the seven teams. The one that hasn't uh, is the Houston Texans. Um are you surprised that they haven't hired yet? And I would like to know your short list of the favorites for you. Um, I know that they said they didn't want to rush it. They were doing, I'm hoping that they get rid of Easterby and then that kind of clears up some things for the whole hiring process as well. And then 
trying to keep Deshaun involved as much as they can. But I think in a perfect world, I would love to have Eric the enemy um, offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, just seeing what he does with that offense. Obviously, this is assuming Deshaun Watson's the quarterback there because I could just imagine what he would do with Deshaun Watson. But well, in all honesty, I think the whole NFL wants to see Eric Bieniemy be the head coach of the Houston Texans. That'd be great. Talk about you. You talk about like a, we've talked about it before on this show. Um, just like the respect that he has in that locker room, and it's like, oh yeah, well Andy Reid's calling the play calls. Well, guess what? Andy Reid's not in every meeting. Like there, there has to be some influence that Eric Bieniemy has uh, on the on the staff. And, and Matt Nagy's gotten a job. And I think there's one other assistant that's gotten a job for Andy Reid. I, I, the name's drawn a blank for me. So, I mean, I think, I think it's a load of crap. I don't know why he doesn't have, I don't know why he doesn't have one. Uh, Jeremy, let's turn over you. What question you got for Kevin? Kevin, you alluded to the situation <laughs> brewing there a little bit. Um, you brought up Deshaun Watson. The guys got to sit here and listen to me talk about my pain, uh, the <laughs> Packers this past weekend. So let's let's hear where your kind of head at head is at right now with that situation and what you kind of think is going to be the the result. Um, do you want what I think or what I want to happen there? There's we two know what you answers. want. We know what you want. What do you think? Um, yeah, I definitely think that he'll be traded and he won't suit up for the Texans next year. Unfortunately. I so, think. so as a, as a Texans fan, what's the asking price? 15 first round picks. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, Realistic I, I, asking I saw, price. um, depending on who you can get, I think you have to get an established quarterback and probably two or three first rounds. So if like the lions wanted to give Stafford and then three first round picks, I'd probably do something like that. Oh, wow. Oh, that's, wow. That's, that's pretty steep. I would, I, if I was a Texans fan, I'd be jumping for joy. Send quick send I, right away. You yeah. know, I, we, I, we've I been on the short would... side of too many trades for, <laughs> for too long. It's time for us to be on the other side for once. <laughs> so, Bruce, he's time to shine. So we've got a Texans fan. We've got two or uh, three Vikings fans. Are we making a Kirk Deshaun swap here in this no, podcast? Or? Not in a million years. <laughs> we don't want him. We got our quarterback. I, um, I do. I do have a jersey for you though, Kevin. If you do acquire Kirk Cousins, <laughs> I'll take the ponder one instead. <laughs> Kev, do you think that, like you said, an established quarterback in picks would obviously Tua's not established, but the fact that he's a young developing quarterback, would that be a piece that you would be interested in along with picks? I feel like the most difficult thing about trading with Miami is we would just get our trades back being, we being Houston. <laughs> yeah. You'd get your, picks so back, that's yeah. so frustrating. So tough. <laughs> yeah. And it's, tough yes. Tua looked great in a lot of games, but there were just some games where I just didn't like, lucky, I though. didn't like what he was doing. Didn't like the way yeah, he was doing on the walk. Tua, Tua's not Deshaun at this point. No. no one's going to stand up here and say that he is. And that's the problem. Exactly. And that's why it's hard. Like, okay, we're taking a step down at quarterback maybe, but we're also getting X amount of picks when we have zero. So the Dolphins say, all right, you don't want Tua, we'll give you Fitzmagic. Are you sold? <laughs> <laughs> and the well, Texans have to give up three picks. <laughs> we, already, we already had Fitzmagic in Houston. That was enough for me to get my, uh, get my fix in. There you go. I got one more question for you and it's going to transition to our next topic. So it's fantasy related for you. What is the most difficult part about fantasy football? I'd say the waiver wire, trying to maneuver that, trying to prioritize who you want to get. And then knowing when it's time to get rid of a guy like this year, I got burned someone on the podcast. I'm not going to mention any names, but someone (laughs) said to go for Kenny Holiday pretty early and, did that and I got burned in three leagues with him sitting on my bench for 15 weeks. 
I would Adam, assume that's Jeremy. If Adam it makes, you, time. If it makes time. you feel any better, I got burned by my own advice. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when, when that sense, I'd say the hardest thing is just knowing when to move on from someone that like, hey, this is my guy. Like they're going to have a great year, yada, yada, yada. And they're just not producing, not producing when like, because with some people, you know, they're going to turn over like Deshaun Watson had a slow start, slow in quotation marks start to the year. You just know they're going to turn it around. But with some other guys like DJ Chark was another prime example of that. You just don't know, hey, are they going to turn it around? Or get Bradley started. Just trying to figure that out. It's probably the most difficult part for me. 2021 is his year. It's his I'm year. doubling down on DJ Chark. I'm doubling down on DJ T-Log? Chark. T-Log? Yeah, T-Log going to be throwing that pigskin. <laughs> well, let's, let's get right into this big segment of the show. So we're going to predict – 2021 but this is way too early predictions for um, top five players we're looking at quarterbacks wide receivers running backs and tight ends we're looking at a 0.5 ppr and a four point passing touchdown let's start with the quarterback position who wants to get us going with their top five players in their way too early projections i'll get us started and i'm going to start at the top with lamar jackson i think he got a lot of traction uh coming into the season or coming to the end of the season i think he's just going to improve um, J.K. Dobbins being the solidified back there, I think that's going to help a lot. Um, number two, I have Kyler Murray. I, I am a big fan of quarterbacks that bring something to the rushing game, and, and Kyler Murray brought a lot. So I'm going to go number two is Kyler Murray. Number three, I got Patty Mahomes just with his touchdown passing volume. Number four, I have Josh Allen. I like rushing quarterbacks. Josh Allen just doesn't disappoint when it comes to rushing touchdowns. Uh, and number five, Dak Prescott. Uh, where's Deshaun Watson's missing on that list. He'd be classified as an honorable mention. Okay. Well, I, I, at least we'll have some sort of differentiation. Oh, we're Kevin, definitely going to have some. Kevin, who is your top five quarterbacks going into 2020 and 2021? And may I remind you, this is being recorded so we can hold this against you going forward. <laughs> ah, that's fine. Um, so I had number one, Patrick Mahomes. He's the best quarterback in football. That offense will keep getting better. Number two, I have Deshaun Watson. Doesn't matter where he'll go. <laughs> guy's a guy's going to ball out wherever he goes. Number three, Josh Allen looked great this year. I think his rapport with uh, Stephon Diggs is just going to get better and better. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number four, Kyler Murray. Again, always has the running threat. Go off for 80 yards and a rushing touchdown, along with 250 and a couple passing touchdowns. And then number five is a shocker, Justin Herbert. You don't Maybe. even have Lamar Jackson in your top five. He's QB one next year. No, shot. Josh's number one's already Justin Herbert. If you've listened yeah. to the podcast, you already know who Josh's first is going to be. So, that's so tough. I like, I, I like the I'm wrinkle. a big believer. He'll still start week one with him as his start of the week. So. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> no you kidding. Believe. You best believe. All right, well, I'll just segue into mine here then. So quarterback one, I also have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I have from my second quarterback, I have Josh Allen. Uh, that rushing floor is just going to be really, really awesome for his both floor and his ceiling. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, number three. I feel like a lot of people slept on him last year. Where will Aaron he Rogers, be playing? Aaron Rodgers for the 49ers? <laughs> I'm assuming. Stop. <laughs> I'm assuming that he is just going to stay in Green Bay. I think the Green Bay Packers admitted they – they made the mistake of not investing in a second receiver. I think they're going to remedy that this offseason and get them another playmaker. Um, I just want oh, a receiver first round for sure. No, no, they're not. Uh, but what I will say is that I am already looking in my dynasty leagues for Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. You're just throwing wood in that fire. Oh, All right. Then a guy, I don't know if I've heard his name yet. Number four, I have Russell Wilson. With having Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, I don't know 
be honest, leave it on him so far. And then number five, I do have Justin Herbert. He is going to take another step this upcoming year. It's He was great as a rookie. He's only going to get better as a sophomore. Let's they not say act like- let Russ cook. Let Russ ain't cooking no more. They, oh, they got to hand is- the ball. Oh, Russ has got his apron on already. He's he's working on cooking all offseason. It's going to be great. Let's not act like Tyler Lockett was relevant in this season. Not he the last half of the week. Don't even get me started. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Jeremy, who was your top five? Um, t- Number one, Aaron Rodgers. Number two, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Looking at the, the wrong list. All right. Number one, I have Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think we all know he's he's pretty good at football. Um, so I got him at number one. Number two, I have Lamar. Uh, I think we saw, you know, he, obviously he struggled a little bit this year throwing the football, um, but his legs get him a lot of points. Um, I think he kind of bounces back up into that upper echelon uh, next year. Number three, I have Kyler. Uh, number four, I have Josh Allen. So I think Josh Allen stays in the top five, but I think he drops just ever so slightly uh, just because I don't know if he's going to be as uh, efficient or maybe even he takes a step forward with his arm, but we'll see. I think he, he stays in the top five because of his legs. And then number five, I have Dak. Um, Dak was phenomenal to start this year last year. I think he's just kind of one of those guys I've always said, and I just don't know how, how good of a winner he is just because of that team and, and what they haven't been able to do, uh, with talent around him. But I mean, he's very likable. I think he kind of has one of those big bounce back years, uh, for somebody that might not be expected to with the injury that he had. But um, so I got him at number five. Is he signed yet? No, but he will no. be. He's going to yeah. be a cowboy. Yeah, I, I would I would assume he's going to be a cowboy. Um, They'll I'll franchise go, him again. Yeah, I'll go through my list really quick. Patrick Mahomes, the only thing I want to add to that, it's crazy. They are not really losing anybody. Their offensive line just gets healthier next year. Yep. Um, Deshaun Watson's number two for me. Kyler Murray, three. Lamar Jackson, number four. I'm throwing a wrinkle at number five. I'm going with Matthew Stafford as my fifth quarterback. I, I thought quarterback I thought for the wow. Indianapolis Colts. I like it. I thought I thought you were gonna say T Law. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> Just chill. <laughs> chill. I like the Stafford pick. I do. I do. How high do you think? So part of what I'm looking at here for quarterbacks is the we were talking about that middle tier of quarterbacks that we're kind of tar- wanting to target next year. And Lamar, like just in my list, you know, specifically, I think he might be creeping into that middle tier of people that we might be, you know, rostering more and he's not going to be going in the second or third round anymore. So that's, well, there's usually only two like early quarterbacks. So Mahomes is going to be an early quarterback. And I would assume Allen will go in like the Kyler. I would think Watson and Kyler are going to go before them. I don't know what you guys think about that. Uh, We'll see. I would agree with that. Yeah. Okay, let's let's move on to some running backs. Kevin, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, where you got in the running back rankings? Uh, so for my RB one, I got Alvin Kamara. No surprise there. Uh, number two, I have Christian McCaffrey coming back from an injury. Hopefully, he stays healthy the full season. Number three, Dalvin Cook. Number four is King Henry. Henry two K, whatever you want to call him, the best <laughs> pure running back in the league. And then number five, I like Nick Chubb. Ooh, okay. I don't think that's bold. I he was great this year. I like he's a phenomenal running back. I like he, he, surprised, coordinator. He, he surprised me. I thought it was going to be more of like a, a 50-50 share in the backfield. And it, and it, I mean, it was close, but Chubb was ultra productive when he got carries. Yeah. He was sixth this year in points per game. So the games he played, yeah. I mean, he just well, absolutely, he, he was dominated. Incredible. Yeah, Not he bold. was really good. Um, I'll give mine quick. So number one for me is Christian McCaffrey. The dude averaged 27 points in the three games that he played. I, That's okay. He should be going first overall in every single draft. Don't be alarmed about uh, – 
the injury. He's going to be fine. Number two for me is Delvin Cook. Second in scoring, second in points per game. Uh, he most likely would have been the first in scoring if the Vikings didn't give up five touchdowns to Alvin Kamara. Maybe <laughs> that would have helped. Um, third for me is Jonathan Taylor. In weeks 10 through 16, he was RB6. He's going to get the workload there. Um, just don't sign Marlon Mack back. Be the guy. Um, number four for me is Elvin Kamara. I'm putting him strictly there on talent. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I'm he was horrible with, or I wouldn't say he's horrible, but he was not a top five running back if Taysom Hill is the quarterback. So, um, and then number five, King Henry, Henry 2K, whatever you want to call him. You got to be in the top five. If he's not, I don't know what's the matter with you. I got some honorable mentions too, but I will wait. Oh, okay. Until, until somebody else gives him, somebody else go. Yeah, I'll swing in here. So I agree. Christian McCaffrey is my number one. And just historically I have just not given Henry the respect because of his lack of passing game work. But I, I think I'm done with that. I, I just think that he just get dominates so much on the ground. He's kind of like Adrian Peterson back in the day where he doesn't get the passing game work, but it just doesn't matter. Um, I have Alvin Kamara three, I got Dalvin cook four, and then I do have Jonathan Taylor five. Um, I would like to make a sub Derek Henry is going to exit my top five. Really? really? Why? Well, because Josh is now putting him at number two. Oh. So I feel like there has to be something that I don't know. Um, so I'm just kidding. Uh, my number one is Christian McCaffrey. I just think whether it's Teddy or they go and draft a quarterback, he's going to be the, the featured guy, whether that's checkdowns or or just getting the carries. Number two, I got Delvin. Number three, I got King Henry. Number four, I got Nick Chubb. And number five, I have Josh Jacobs. I like Ooh, that. Josh Jacobs, I, that I, I like that. I, I'm a little worried about Kamara. I'm a little worried about that Saints offense. I do not envy that GM's job. No. I don't know. Jeremy, round us out. I also, too, have Chris McCaffrey at number one. If you are drafting at number two and somebody is sleeping, you are going to end up being very happy um, if they do not pick Chris McCaffrey. Number two, I have Delvin Cook. Uh, Number three, I have Kamara. Uh, I was definitely a little, I, you know, to Brady's point, you know, you just don't know right now as far as the quarterback position goes. Uh, he'd mentioned it. He was not great uh, when Taysom Hill was the quarterback. Uh, but I think the talent alone keeps him at number three. Number four, I have King Henry. Um, and number five, JT Onskani, baby. I got a couple running backs that I just I want to hear your thoughts on. Aaron Jones. Depends I would love to see him in Atlanta. I, I would. That would be awesome. Do you, Jeremy, do you think he's done in Green Bay? Yes. I think there's a high likelihood that he's done in Green Bay. I, I think so, too. I think Dylan's going to take the job, well, him and Jamal Williams. I would hope so. But um, And then the other guy that I was going to say is J.K. Dobbins. That was an honorable Ooh. mention for me. I was high I on say, Dobbins though last year. I will say this, too. It pains me to say that he'll be gone because I love Aaron Jones. As a player and as, like, he just seems like an awesome guy. We should have mentioned if, before that Kevin is from El Paso, Texas. So how do you feel about Aaron Jones? I'm a big fan. Him and his brother, Alvin. Alvin played for the Ravens. He was on the practice squad for a while, too. Both of them went to Burgess High School, which is in El Paso. Uh, went to the University of Texas, El Paso, UTEP, go Miners. Uh, both <laughs> both uh, went to the NFL, played. So Aaron Jones is a pretty big name in El Paso. I mean, all around the country pretty much, but especially in El Paso. There's a lot of new Packers fans out there. So it's cool what he does whenever he comes back and he'll host his little camps for the community or whatever. So he will always have me cheering for him no matter what colors he wears. 
when that story Same. about him before the game was that that was super cool too. So yeah, um, the cleats. Yeah, def- definitely a good guy. But let's uh, let's move on to some wide receivers. Uh, Jeremy, we'll start with you. Are you keeping Devontae Adams at number one in your wide receiver rankings? Yes. Or is someone else going to be there? Who's going to be throwing? Jared Love throwing the ball? <laughs> we can make fun of this for the whole offseason, I guess. Yeah. I'm I so mean, so, so, so for what it's worth, I can make the throws that Rodgers does to Adams. <laughs> okay. <laughs> stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers needs to come to Blaine, Minnesota and just clock Bradley right in the mouth. <laughs> well, it is on the way to San Francisco, so. Number one with Bradley throwing him the football, I got Devontae Adams. Uh, number two, <laughs> I have Tyree Kill. Uh, number three, I have Hopkins. Number four, I have Diggs. I mean, I think what Diggs did this year, I think he put a lot of people on notice. Uh, dude is an extremely, extremely talented route runner um, and just a dog. Um, so I think he's he's going to stay in the top five at number four. And then at number five, I have DK Metcalf. So I don't – you don't have your kind of your usual Julio in there. Um, I think somebody that might sniff in there too, I'll, I'll hold off on a whole honorable mention. Thank you. Thank you. Thank There's you. probably a good chance that he's in Brady's top five. Yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, no, that's my top five. Bradley, what do you got? Uh, I have screen Devontae Adams <laughs> as my first one. It's honestly like he's really good with the football in his hands. So like they, they scheme him really well. It's, it's honestly all jokes aside. Like okay, it, so time out. So he's, he's had some like cheap touchdowns, but that slant that he put on that corner yesterday was, was, it almost was filthy. unbelievable. Was filthy. Yeah. The guy was trying to press him and just lost him. Yeah. Uh, number, number two, I have Diggs. Number three, I have DK Metcalf. Uh, number four, I have Tyreek Hill. And number five, I have New Hopkins. Kevin, let's let's put you in. Are you is New Hopkins going number one on your list? He is not. Okay. What do we got? I got Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Stefan Diggs, and then closing it out with Keenan Allen. I am buying in. Really? I, I like it. I like I it. Like it. I, Dude, I, I don't. I don't. Plays with a chip on his shoulder. That offense looked really good last year, especially if Eckler's healthy all the time. They don't have to necessarily throw the ball. He's looking for chips to put oh, on yeah. his shoulder. I love it. I'm Eckler not being in the top five running backs. That's tough. I was. I, I was shocked him. that you didn't mention. I should have put him shocked. in my top five. Dang it! <laughs> no, it was the right decision. It was the right but, decision. I like it, Josh. What do you got? All right, so I got Devontae Adams, I got Tyreek, DK Metcalf, Hopkins, and Diggs. So pretty similar to you guys. Nice. Okay. I yeah, I have Devontae at number one. Uh Tyreek number two. I have Julio number three. Um, so how bad he was this year. Um, his point per game, he was 14th. So let's just let's just simmer on Julio. I'm still on the bandwagon. I'm not getting off. Uh number four is Stefan Diggs. Does anybody have guess on who my fifth receiver is? Calvin Ridley. Nope. Oh, that was a good I, one. Good I was going to say Calvin Ridley, really but once good he guess. said Julio, I thought he Definitely. was. I will say the man in purple and gold, Justin Jefferson. Nope, it's A.J. Brown. AJ Brown. Uh, I was going to say that. Yeah, A.J. Brown. Uh, he was 11th from eleventh in scoring from weeks 10 through 16, um, fifth in points per game. So, he, I mean, oh, yeah. And don't forget, he had surgery on both his knees after the season was over. So, he played injured after he got back. So, Did I mean, the Lions coach get to him or what? 
that is the best joke josh has made on this podcast and that is a fact oh gosh and we're oh. gonna hear about it for the next six weeks oh he's gonna try on these tight ends really hard to find a joke but uh let's let, with that let's move to some tight ends uh kevin we're gonna start with you again where do you is, is kelsey number one for you or is kittle oh, number one kelsey is number one it's not remotely close <laughs> at bradley next time Kittle's number two, Darren Waller's number three. I was honestly tempted to put him at two just with what he did. Some of the games, I think I saw the stat line. He had 18 Ooh. targets and no one Ooh. else on the Raiders team had more than one. Garrett Carr just loves him. Number four, I have Mark Andrews. I think he'll have a big bounce back year. And then number five, sticking with the Chargers, going Hunter Henry. You are a big Chargers fan. You, you've I been am. hanging out with Bradley. Yeah, he's got Bradley Super preseason. Just preseason <laughs> Super Bowl pick. <laughs> Hey, I'm doubling down on every one of my takes that I got wrong that last year. So Drew Mahomes lock. Yes. Yep. Y'all better get him. He was actually number six for me in the quarterback rankings for this year. Now, I'll I'll go I'll go with my tight end rankings. Don't do it, uh, number, Bradley. Don't number do one, it. I have George Kittle. Oh, you're lying. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I truly believe Bradley. that. I, I'm not. I'm not lying. Who did? Who's whose record did Kelsey beat this year? You guys. I mean, Kittles. let's just. Let's just Let's, if, if they have a new quarterback that's named Stafford, I don't want to say Rodgers because I don't think it's going to happen. But what what if it does happen? I mean, somebody that's better than Nick Mullins. Time out. You you still have Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball. I was going to say, Kelsey. Hypothetically, what if you had Patrick Mahomes throwing you the ball? There's not a better duo than that. That's better than half the quarterback receiver duos. But Kittle also had a receiving record the year before with Jimmy Garoppolo. So I don't think it's that stupid. He's not my number one. So go ahead, Brad. So Kittle number one, Kelsey number two, Ooh. Waller number three. I have Kyle Pitts at number four, and I have TJ Hawkinson at five. And for all you Kyle uh, Pitts. all you haters, Kyle Pitts is a rookie entering the draft this year. He doesn't even have a home yet. He's going to be top five. <laughs> I, I love it. Oh Jeremy, go ahead. God. <laughs> That's bold. That's, That's bold. so bold. It's not I like bold it, to be a top it's five so, tight end. Yes. Not, Rookie have, tight ends are not good. If you have two 30-point weeks, you're in the top five. <laughs> you say that like it's just, oh, yeah, 30 points. Yeah, we should have kickers instead of tight ends, but anyways. I was up. waiting for Josh's at the end. I was going to ask about it. You were in my joke. <laughs> Sorry. Jeremy, what do you got? <laughs> I've got Kelsey at one, Kittle at two, uh, Waller at three, uh, Andrews, I, I snuck in and kept him at four, and then I have TJ Hawkinson at five. I'm a little worried about the Hawkinson one just because it was Stafford being gone. Um, but I mean, he's he's going to be one of their best targets, especially if Galladay is out of there. Um, and he showed, you know, he can handle kind of that workload. Are you guys you guys ready for mine? Let's hear it. Number one, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is number one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God. Travis Kelsey is number one. George Kittle's number two. Darren Waller's number three. I have Kyle Pitts at number four. My number five is Logan Thomas. Yep, that's a good one. He's the tight end three from weeks 10 through 16. He's probably going to have a new quarterback. I mean, it's it's basically him and McLaurin. Those are the only two guys there besides the running backs. So, yeah, don't disrespect uh, Antonio Gibson. Appreciate it. Don't. Don't do don't he just <laughs> says don't. It's uh, Josh's guy. Yeah, you didn't know his, that. It's his guy. But those are my tight ends, Kevin. What do you have to say about Kyle Pitts? You know anything about Kyle Pitts? Not even Florida. A what do you got to say about oh, Florida's head coach? Florida. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he watches too much Big Twelve. Yeah, Big Twelve football. Don't, don't Lots of 
Don't your get thoughts me started on, on your that. thoughts on the Big Twelve de- defense. Underrated. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> All we right. will leave it at that and finish with a one's got to go. This oh, is special... did not give my tight ends yet. Did not give my tight ends yet. Go ahead, That's Josh. Give just me tight super ends. Tough. My apologies. Just super tough. Oh, okay. Here we go. Can I Can guess? Real... Yes. One Kelsey. Yes. Two Kittle. Yes. Three Waller. Yes. Four Mark Andrews. No. Four TJ Hawkinson. Irv Smith. No. no. <laughs> Irv Smith. Who's four? Rob Gronkowski. What? That He's making horrible. a resurgence. He's That's gonna a get horrible back. take. He's getting back into the playbook. He's going to get more integrated. He's going to be a bigger part of he that might well, he's, he's he's not gonna He might retire. He's not going to retire. He's not going to retire. He's going to retire. Gonna retire. I cannot wait to post this on Twitter in like two months when he retires. <laughs> I hope it gets posted before that. And then five, I do have Mark Andrews. Oh my gosh, we should have skipped just, this tight end ranking. I was going to say, I can't believe you it. interrupted us to put Gronk in there. Josh, oh. I'm, Josh, I meant I'm going to snip this out and post it on Twitter. Just you <laughs> saying he's going to be the Okay, I thought you said you're posting this episode. I'm like, no. <laughs> wow. Okay, let's let's move on to our ones got to go after that. Uh, this is a special Kevin edition. Shout out to DW4 or Deshaun Watson. Where will he be playing in 2021 so where is he going to go the one's got to go is the team that he's got to go to so one's got to stay basically but he's ones he's got to go to we're going to start with you kevin where is he going or staying i guess oh is he what are the four options start? brady oh sorry the four options are houston miami the new york jets or the san francisco 49ers is he going to go with his heart or his head i i honestly think he goes to miami as unfortunate as it sounds, I think they have a lot of draft picks, obviously from the Texans. They have a young quarterback that if they do end up signing the enemy that they can kind of get him going, he'll be a lot better to go there. And then I think he can kind of groom him into what the Texans want him to be because the Texans have good skill players around there. So it wouldn't be that much of a loss and they can get a decent return on value for that. I hope. Bradley, what do you think? Yeah, it's tough because you also have to factor in the no trade clause. I think he would flex the no trade clause with the Jets. I just don't see a package that the 49ers can make for him. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to say he stays in Houston. Really? Yeah, I I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> we talked right before the draft. It's all smoke screening season. I, I don't know. I'm not going to say this is smoke, but uh, I just think it's the best fit for him. I think it bringing in B enemy will, will help attract him to stay. Um, now they're going to go get Leslie Frazier tomorrow or something like that. Then I'll switch <laughs> to Miami. So, so as of right now, if B enemy is the coach, I think he stays in Houston. That's a good call. So is that what you think, Josh? If contingent on B enemy being the head coach that is chosen, I do actually think that he stays. Uh, but if it's anyone, but B enemy, or if he's just not, involved in that decision process i do think he's going to use or i'm sorry not houston Miami, josh just they, absolutely hedged his bet <laughs> no no uh, they just have the most ammo to offer and they're out of the division so that's a pretty good spot for him so do you think he wants to stay in houston if josh mccown's the head coach no i do not uh, <laughs> how is that even kevin's wife in a tear <laughs> josh I, mccown's about to be the first player coach <laughs> 
I cannot hey, why can't I be quarterback? <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not a McCown fan, but I like cannot, I could not believe that that was actually a headline. Like it, they thought about it. Yeah. And the, the way it, they tried to justify it, they were like, Oh, we'll hire a seasoned head coach underneath him to, to groom him. Like, that's not how that works, buddy. I'm sorry. That's not how this <laughs> yeah. works. That's not how that's what coordinators do. <laughs> and you hit him with a buddy too. That's tough. Yeah. So my one's got a, that he's got to go to is Miami. I think it's the only team that can offer the draft capital for him. They're going to get their picks back in a little bit more. Um, so Miami for me, because he doesn't want to play in Houston from what everybody's saying. So th- I think Miami's where he's got to go. And then when Remember, you have- what do you think? I, I believe it'll be Miami as well. Brady was going to skip me. I know it. No, it wasn't. I, I was waiting for you. I, I, I wanted, to, I wanted I to skip Brady so bad. I wanted to say, all right, well, that wraps up this. <laughs> uh, you know what? Oh, no. Um, for the Kevin being the goat, the guest of this episode, goat, I'll take that. The, not the goat, <laughs> not absolutely not the goat. For Kevin being the guest of this episode, how about you send us off here and do the um, go deep, and we'll see you. All right. Well, before you do that, well, we appreciate you coming on our show and being our first ever guest on Fourth and Mile Podcast. I'm just happy to say yes. Like it was I'm, a lot of fun. I'm surprised I mean, that you even want to do Monday nights. Let, eight you o'clock. I'm pretty know. busy. <laughs> <laughs> for everyone listening i have been asking to be on the podcast since probably june 14th <laughs> the first so, day the first day after the like we decided yeah. that we were gonna have a podcast basically <laughs> so it's yeah, an honor to be on here um all right uh thanks for listening go deep and we'll see you <laughs>